to another week of It's Just My Thoughts, and I'm your host, Mika Reeves, and today I have my girl Kelly back. Hi, I'm so happy to be here. Yeah, and today, you know, y'all, I got time, so we, we talking today, we talking today. <laughs> um, so let's see, what have been, what's been going on? Um, Kelly, uh, you just came back from Hawaii, you want to talk about your trip? Hawaii was amazing. It was a little vacation. And one, I, I I tell you this all the time, I feel like I've never really been anywhere. Um, so now that I'm starting to travel and kind of get out, I'm all about doing things that I've never done before. So we went hiking, which I've never, I know that's your thing. Yeah. It's not mine, <laughs> it's your thing. I, ha- I can now say I've experienced the hike and I don't have to do it again. No, but your hiking was extreme. Tell them what you did. So we hiked up, um, uh, uh, what is it? Like volcano, Diamond Head Volcano. I want to remember the name, Diamond Head Volcano. Of course, it's dormant because they say people always ask, "Is it active?" And they're like, "No, we're not sending you up an active volcano." So it's a dormant volcano. However, it was what a hundred. Like we went back and forth. Um, like just the path of it was just like, I don't know what you call it, where you go left and right and you just kind of go up. You can take amazing pictures the higher you, um, you, you went. But then when you get to the top, after walking up all those stairs and really figuring out your life and if you're going to make <laughs> it, when you get there, it was the most beautiful sight ever. Like when you're walking... As you're going up the volcano, you only see the water, like when you get to different, you know, stages. So you get your camera and you like, oh, let me take a picture with the water behind me. It's so beautiful. But then when you get to the very top, you just see the city and you see houses and buildings and just. That's so beautiful. Everything. It was so beautiful. So I did that. We did that, uh, which was my first time ever doing that. And I have all the little visor, which was the best thing I could have ever done for myself. Cause at first I just showed up with my sunglasses, but I was like, maybe I should get this visor. So that was awesome. And it was like, I hiked diamond head. So that was really my, uh, you have to do it. You have to finish it because otherwise you bought this visor and it's a lie. So (laughs) (laughs) that's hilarious. Did you, um, did you eat anything different? Like did y'all go anywhere different for like to eat? No. so we we just had this conversation last night we did we feel like we didn't eat a lot of local food like we should have we did on on saturday we was there from wednesday to sunday and on saturday we did an island tour where we okay. went on the other side of the island and a big like what's major over there even in their food trucks and restaurants is their garlic shrimp so we did eat that it's just garlic and butter but it was really really good um as we were sitting in this one little shop and we were eating a blue, it was so pretty, peacock blue, a peacock just walks up and just walking around. Oh, wow. And we were like, I was like, <laughs> I was like, get the, I was like, get the camera, hurry up, hurry up. I'm like calling my mama, where the kids, get the kids on the phone. Cause I wanted them to see it. But then he started running and I was like, please don't make him mad. Even though I really wanted him to open up so we can see it, but you know, right. then take cover. So couldn't really do that, but it was amazing. We saw local kids jumping off bridges into the water and they were trying to get me to like jump with them and we wouldn't. We did get shaved ice. 
They have really, really good shaved ice. Damon has shaved ice where in the bottom of the cup is ice cream. Then it's the shave ice, and then they put this cream spray on it or something. Oh, that sounds amazing. But I just have regular. <laughs> well, next time I'm happy to make sure that you need it. This is what I do when I travel. I told you this before, but when I, I always get in a habit. Y'all did the island tour, which is good, but I always, every time I go somewhere, I do a food tour. Always. I think I need to start incorporating that because that would always. be interesting. It's something I've never done before. So I think it'd be interesting because when we went, did we know? Even the quote unquote fake luau, that's what Damon calls yeah. it. Because I didn't experience a real luau. But you know, Hawaii is very strict right now with their travel and getting over there. So you have to have a COVID test within 72 hours. It has to be negative. Otherwise, they put you on a 10-day quarantine. Oh, but damn. we wasn't gonna be there for 10 days. So we got our negative test. So we were able to just kind of explore, but everything wasn't open. Yeah. So they had some luau's, but with the amount of people that's there, everything sold out pretty fast. So we were lucky to get what we did get because we met people like when we went parasailing, which that was, we'd never done that before either. And that looked really cool. Oh, that looked super cool. It was amazing. We still need to post like the pictures that the guy took on the, from the boat, the yeah. uh, professional. We still need to post those pictures because they are amazing. But it was people on there that told us they couldn't even book the fake luau that we booked like they just didn't get a luau experience at all so yeah you know you live and you learn but we saw it was amazing we saw big um like really big waves like 50 feet i think is what 50 and the men were like it was guys surfing these really large waves we saw a really really big turtle up on on the beach just laying out they say they come to land so that the sun can help digest their food and it's illegal in Hawaii to touch a turtle when it's on land you have to be 10 feet away from them at all because they say there's oil in our skin that give them tumors oh damn you know I I didn't either the turtle to Hawaii is like it means peace right so Mm -hmm. they they protect them and so it's illegal to touch them. Um, I saw a waterfall and and got in the waterfall. I got in the pool or the, what is it? A river? What is yeah. it? Waterfall. Like a, like, yeah. And, but the water was super cold. It was like 65 degrees. Um, but it was. Was the water clear? It was, it wasn't as clear as like the ocean. Okay. But under, but in it, it was 30 feet deep. They said you had a life jacket and it had like big stones and rocks that were very, very slippery. So you had to kind of be careful as you got in and out. But it was still like amazing. We, we rode through this area that was considered the rainforest. Have you ever rode through a rainforest? And it was raining through there, but they say it gets so much rain in that particular area. But we could talk about Hawaii all day. It was an amazing trip. I do suggest that people go. We wanted to do something that we didn't get to do was well watching. So the best time they say to see the whales is like January to March. By April, they start migrating. And I wanted to go to Maui to see the black sand. They have a beach with black sand. But it um, to go to the different islands, you have to buy another plane ticket right now because of COVID. Buy another oh, damn. plane and retest. You have to have the same, neg- you have to get a negative test to go to a different island. Like even people who live on the other islands to travel inner island, they have to have negative COVID tests. Do you think that they're going to, do you, do you feel like they're going to require a vaccination? Uh, at some point. I think yeah, I think so. 
I yeah. definitely think it's coming. Um, right now, even on, so we we signed up as the trip was getting closer to this like Hawaii travel website with, that sends out information um, every couple of days to see if, it, if there's any updates or anything like that. And they kept, they was, you know, in every email that I receive, it continues to say that the vaccination right now for them did not mean you still didn't need to get the negative COVID test to bypass the quarantine mandate that Damn. they have. So, but yeah. I but that's good to be strict like that because I mean, COVID was real, man. It's like people really trying to get a handle on it so you can open back up, you know what I'm saying? And so right. I know there's a lot of covid uh vaccine shamers out here but you know i got my second shot last week and i was completely fine um i feel like i might have been tired maybe i went to bed early than um that night like the second day i went to bed early um and early was still 10 o'clock and i still worked like 10 hours that day and i but i did feel a little tired i usually don't feel tired so i felt like sluggish the whole kind of like day mm-hmm. and i mean you know <laughs> It's been weird because I, tr- I have conversations with people about the vaccination. And like, oh, I wouldn't get that shit. But I mean, my my sister's pregnant, you know, and she's about to have a baby. And it just freaks me out. Like COVID has always, always kind of freaked me out because like you have people walking around that may have it and don't even know. And I'm like, if I'm going to be obviously around my niece and I couldn't imagine bringing something home or being around somebody that was exposed and being around my, my baby niece. And I'm not going to not see my niece. So for me getting the vaccination was a no-brainer for me like I, I you know and I still wear my mask out and I'm still extra careful but I'm like I just I don't know I I, I was like I, I knew I was gonna get it so that uh so even even going to Hawaii you still we still wear masks even though everyone has yeah. to have a medical test you still wear masks and things like that um I understand both sides of the um me too spectrum when it comes to people and how they feel about the vaccine i haven't been vaccinated yet i am getting vaccinated that's something that i want to plan and schedule this week actually um because i started to do it last week and then i just you know getting back into groove with work and everything and my son's birthday is coming up it was a lot going on but i definitely am going to get vac- vaccinated but it took me a while to get to the point of mentally being okay with it because it's so new Mm -hmm. Um, and while COVID has been a nightmare for us all the thoughts around allowing myself to receive this vaccine that's that's very new and the potential risk and causes of it is just like that's something you have to process as well so I completely understand why people sometimes are like I don't know, but you know what made me say, I'm going to go ahead and get it. Do you remember a couple days, um, a couple, like a week, maybe before I left or two weeks, I was so emotional and I was like going through something and I was like, what's going on? Yeah. Um, and it ended up being these diet pills I was taking. Yeah. Yeah. I remember you telling me that. Side effects to those were just like um, anxiety, depression, um, tiredness, like all these different things. And I started thinking about how there's a risk or there's side effects to everything mm-hmm. so but i but you but we still take the chance on uh taking whatever product to see if it'll work see if it'll help whatever we're feeling so it's like okay get it together protect yourself protect your family your children your mom that lives here you know and let's get yeah. that 
because eventually we're is I just believe I think eventually it's gonna be that and I don't want to sound like obviously like I want to not get it but I want to also you know keep everybody around me safe too but also like for me like my self-care is traveling my self-care is like you know I like going to sporting events you know I go to Carolina Panther games all the time like at least three to four times a year um and then now that I am a resident of Charlotte like just being here like obviously you know I want to go to more Hornets games and stuff like that. And so it's just like, this shit's going to be required to get into these venues. You know, like even that standpoint, you know, just going back to my normal and, um, you know, being able to just be out and not just be like, I still wear my uh, mask, but I feel like going forward, I feel like I'm going to feel a little bit better. You know, like, you know, somebody fucking call, I'm not going to be like, you know, freaking out you know what i'm saying yeah. like and before it was just like i i still do it which is i'm trying to just get back to normalcy a little bit like i still do it when i'm in spaces like where i'm like don't want to get too close to somebody like you know somebody walk up and when i'm on the aisle in the grocery store i'm like turning around to go back the other way and you know like being like i'm not being weird but i feel like i'm being weird you know what i'm saying so yeah. i don't know but um i didn't get sick um thank god my mom took her second shot. She didn't get sick. My mom actually has been a G this whole entire time. Like girl had her heating pad on her arm. She was smarter than me, you know, because I did, my arm was sore for a day and that shit was crucial. Um, but I didn't get sick or anything. So I was happy about that. And um, let's see. So for me, the only thing I've had going on is I have been adulting, which has been a bitch. Uh, I think I talked about on the show. I'm not really sure that I have, have been in Charlotte um for about six months now and i've been trying to find me somewhere to live um and where i wanted to be i actually live literally one minute from my sister's house uh, which was um on purpose because i didn't I, you know my sister's about to have a baby i didn't want to be driving all around charlotte because charlotte is huge it is a huge city and i didn't want to you know, just be trying to travel to get to her or if they need something or even just when she need rest. I keep trying to tell her. I don't think she really realized what she what she was about to take place in her life. And so um, I'm just like, you know, you, you're going to be tired, sis. And it's going to be days that you need sleep. And so, you know, I just want to be able to be there for them and support them. So I literally, I literally can walk to my sister's house and it's like a seven minute walk and it's a one minute drive. So um, that's been cool so far. So I finally found somewhere. And then uh, once, you know, I'm kind of really settled in, hopefully I'm going to find a home here at some point. I just been trying to figure out what side of town I want to live on, where I want to be, because it's just Charlotte is freaking huge. Mm-hmm. Um, but I love being here, though. Uh, I've been eating good um, <laughs> and I always try new places. So it's been pretty cool. Uh, the child found this comic store that he likes here. Apparently it's the shit. You know, that's basically what he told me without saying shit. But um, <laughs> he basically told me that though. So he was hyped. Now, I don't know. So I just be in there with him. And um, so it's been cool. So that's been a lot, just adulting the travities of it. And uh, let's see. Uh, let's see. The only thing else I think going on this week was we got the verdict, um, the the three guilty verdicts for Derek uh, Chauvin in the George mm-hmm. Floyd uh, case. Um so what we have seven weeks, I think, until sentencing. Mm-hmm. You know what was interesting when I saw that? Um, I will say this. 
I expected him to be found guilty. I, 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 last week on my show, I was like, I didn't know. Now you never really know going into it, but I'm like, but if he wasn't found guilty, I would have, I, they would have burned this fucking, they would have burned this shit down. Yeah. Every fucking thing. But not even just that, like it, the, if you watch the case and I actually did follow it, like we obviously we saw the video, we know what happened, but I'm saying if you actually saw the case, like where he was in court, I mean, his, I mean, it, he was guilty. Like it, it, it was no other way to, to spell that out. Mm-hmm. So if he would have gotten out, get not guilty, I would have been like, what the fuck? Do you know, to this day, I've never watched the video. Oh, I didn't I, either. I just can't. I, just even the, the snippets that I've seen, it just makes me super emotional. Like, it's it's interesting to me how I'm, as I get older, how more in tune with my emotions I've become. Mm-hmm. And I'd be okay to like sit and I'm like, I'm about to cry. It's just what it is. I'm like very, like, I'm a crybaby. And even, even watching the verdicts and you know just sitting I'm I'm I have the TV on I'm working but the yeah. television is on it was still it brought just back a sense of sadness like mm-hmm. it's just not okay it's not and you know I felt I felt the exact same way and also I do want to point out Kelly that it's okay to cry and it's, it's good that you are showing your emotions. You know, we're going to get, we're going to get to that real soon talking about you and um, it's okay to cry, but no, I felt the same way. And I never watched the video because I'm at the point where I can't continue to, it, it's just black trauma. And I think when you, you watch these videos, you know, and it's sad to say that like, it's important that people post it, like, like actually record this stuff, because if it was never recorded, I think it, it would have gone a completely different way. Right. Because just the the inhumane acts in this video is like what made this shit so horrible. You know what I mean? This man is screaming for his mom and, you know, like all of that and saying he can't breathe. And I just think what kind of human does shit like that? Mm-hmm. And so um, that, 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 that's all, that thing that's always going to just be sad to me in general. So I felt the same way. I mean, obviously I, I want, you know, um, the cop to go to prison he's definitely going to get time, but it still doesn't, you know, erase the fact that you took somebody's life. And obviously this, honestly, this wasn't his first time. Cause I think they're going to reopen another case against him mm. where he uh, did the same thing to, I think a 70 year old boy. I, I want to say he killed him, I think. And he, he uh, kneeled on him for 17 minutes. What? Same thing. Yeah. So I think they're reopening that case against him. So it's just bullshit. And, you know, um, it's just it's 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 still don't shoot me right don't get like i mean like don't maybe that's not the right word to say that but don't be upset like i i even felt sad for him how'd you become this person what happened like why what happened it's not okay it's not okay and he looked completely fucking shocked i didn't even know that he was out on bail this whole time i didn't know that I, I thought he was in jail this whole time. He had been oh, on bail this whole time. Say, oh, he's going to jail right now. Yeah, they were, they booked him, mm-hmm. you know, when he was going back. And I'm like, I thought that was crazy that he was out this whole time. That was like, I was like, wow. So uh, and he looked shocked. Like he like he like he did not think that he they were going to say guilty, which is beyond me. So that's what makes you feel sorry for him is the fact of like you actually thought that you weren't going to get any 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 uh you know punishment or consequence to this but clearly he's been doing it he's been doing it so i mean it's but this time it it is it was seen 
yeah, I always I'm 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 more this uh, like a for how long type of person is what I always say. You can show me that you're doing something different, but is it is this permanent? So you know every it, businesses, corporations, everywhere, mm-hmm. everywhere you turn, it's like now everybody's like Black Lives Matter. We understand, and I'm just saying for how long? Yeah. Like, is this really a, is this really a pivot, a transition in our, in our, in our paradigm? Like, is is that what we're doing? But, or is it just a right now, let me rub their backs, make them feel good, but then we're going to eventually go back to just being a part of just, you know, and I don't, and I don't know, because I feel like people, I think it's just a right now as as, as me for me to say that. And I say that because you have so many people that still just like all lives matter. Like they don't still don't get it. And I'm like, but all lives do matter. Right. Like, you know, everybody life matters. Um, But it's a matter of like, why is it okay for you to keep killing black people? You know, in the same day that the verdict came out, you had uh, the, what was her name? Akaya, I want to say, Brian. Ohio. Uh, um yeah like she the young lady she was 16 that was shot I'm actually my episode next week I'm actually talking about that like and and all of that because that case is really kind of you know crazy but it's like what I don't understand with people um and you had Dante Wright and what I don't understand with people and I'm just I'm still just don't understand this where people need to realize the disparities between black and white right it's because you have these black deaths that's happening in the hands of cops or whatever, when I don't get why you can't just, even if somebody's doing something wrong, like tase them or none, like, you know, like they're not being violent towards you. Like, why can't you just tase them or do whatever to, you know, you know, uh, put them under arrest or whatever. Right. Especially if they're not attacking you, like they're not doing anything forceful towards you. Right. Mm-hmm. But then you have like, you know, the white guy, like Dylan uh, Roof that went into the South Carolina church let these black people pray for you and all this and then let loose and killed all those black people in that church. And then you put a police vest on him in case somebody wanted to shoot him. You took this dude to Burger King, you know, then you wanted to give a sob story saying that he might be mental, but I'm like, bro, like you just killed, you went to a church and prayed with these people and had Bible study with these people and then killed them, but you didn't shoot him. You see what I'm saying? He just killed nine people. He didn't shoot them. Then Cal uh, Renner house, whatever his name is, the guy that went, that crossed over to another state went to the damn uh, riot with an AR-15 fucking assault rifle, walking down the fucking street, shot two people and was literally just chilling. And the cops rolled by him. They're like, hey, like he just killed some people down here. And he was able to drive back over to his state with his mama and go home. And then he's out on bail and white people are supporting this and Christian, quote unquote, Christian, uh, you know, um, are sponsoring him and shit so it's just it's just when you sit and look at the two that's why you have to say black lives matter because clearly um you know it hasn't mattered <laughs> you know and yeah. so i don't think i don't i don't think the shit gonna change until it's a real fucking change because it's, it's still not change you get you, you know what i'm trying to say like it's like yeah you got these companies saying whatever and you got people you know you got the athletes wearing shirts and all that stuff and yeah you might be bringing some awareness to some people that might be checking their privilege i will say that much i do think some people yeah, some white people are checking their privilege yeah. you know they actually be like oh it, i have white privilege like i don't know how you don't realize you did but i do think some people are feeling that way 
But as far as like how people see black people and how cops see black people, I just think they just automatically see them as a threat. And that's just what I think. Cause I don't get why you can't, why do you have to automatically murder somebody? Like why do you have to shoot that little girl? Whether she had a knife or not, right? Regardless, right? Why do you have to shoot that little girl four times? Well, I, that one I'm a little, I don't know. I need more, I need more information on that one. I do too. And that's why I don't, that's why I don't want to. saving a life. He was saving a life, but I think he was saving a life because she was going to stab the girl. But the thing is, though, I see I, 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 I'm all over the place with this one because I have a kid. You have I, it's, too. it's very I need all the evidence. Well, the thing is, though, I think before that it's still kind of unclear. But I think before that they jumped her and they were they had been bullying her for a while. Right. So, right. you know, m- my sister, you know, when we were young had an instance my older sister had an instance where a girl came to our house with a knife right we didn't answer the door but my sister was bullied too my older sister and my little sister was bullied and I had to fight for my sister and it pretty much one time I pretty much like you you're gonna have to fight her like wasn't probably good advice we're kids though but they kept fucking with her right and I'm like you're gonna have to fight them because it's I, I didn't know any other way for them to leave her the fuck alone you know what I'm saying and it was and she wasn't even bothering them and so I see things from different sides because I, you know, I have a kid and I'm like, I mean, obviously if somebody was trying to stab my kid, I, you know, but I feel like. Did they come he, outside? Like, was she in the house or when the people came? Cause this. I, see, it's confusing. It, and that's why I'm not really quite sure because I think they came, I think they came to her house and one of the girls was 28. She got jumped before this. But even the, and even the. I don't know. That one is she got jumped and and then I think they were saying that they were telling her you need to defend yourself, which is how she got the knife. But I think before the cops got there, like she did call the cops. And I feel like even things like that, right? Are we going to push like our children to violence to solve an issue? as an adult not a child you're you not like how you just mentioned I was a kid I didn't know what to do you're trying to figure that out but as an adult right I think about um parents um in the neighborhood that I'm in now I've it's some parents they talk about it on our um Facebook group and how there's been some bullying going on on some of the older kids in in their but um, on the buses and it's they're t- trying to talk to the schools they're trying to talk to each other like trying to figure out something and I worry because my kids don't ride the bus but I have a little black boy okay and I worry and I'm afraid sometimes to let them ride the bus yeah. Oh. And they're excited about, you know, going back into the school, going back into school next year, um, because this whole time we've been virtual, but I get very, very nervous about the world and putting them out there. But I try my best in, at home to prepare them for outside. And it's hard, Kelly. I didn't rode the bus. <laughs> so, you know, um, and I ain't gonna lie to you, like, <laughs> night, when he went to ninth grade, girl... He was small, a little frail little thing. He's still small, but he didn't got tall now. But he was still mm-hmm. small in ninth grade. Well, he was in PE. Mind you, my child ain't, ain't no athlete, okay? Ain't <laughs> no athlete. But he was coming home fucked up. And so I'm like, 
you know, is something going on? Like, you know, because he, you know, got band-aids on. Like, I mean, I had to ask him, like, are you getting bullied at school? Like, because, you know, he he was a small kid in high school, um, ninth grade especially. And, you know, the thing is, is that I think bullying is something that's going to be around. I'm, I'm talking about this next week on the show, like bullying. And I think it starts at home. Okay. And, I, and I'm going to say this because um, obviously girls... Um, bully obviously boys bully I think bullying with boys comes from toxic masculinity there's a layer of something going on uh mm-hmm. I think that when you see and as parents you see shit in your kids you see it when Isaiah was young and he would and he would say certain things or whatever I checked that shit at the door like I don't want you to say girls can't do this like now Isaiah is such a feminist and I love it like you know we watched women tennis together he watched WBA with me like because I had to introduce him to that shit like no women are fucking amazing and black women are, are you know even more amazing right like honestly i think black women are the, are the dopest set of people and we're the smartest people we have the it's, it's literally a statistic that we are the most degree set of people black women mm-hmm. so it's like you have to just see the dopeness in that and so when he would do things even in his little relationships like no that's not okay actually like and correct it correct the behavior like teach your children and then when it comes to girls like tell your little girls they're beautiful you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, tell them that they're fucking important. Because yeah. halftime when bullying take place, it's because of jealousy or, you know, they, whatever, right? Like, with my sister, I have no idea why these people, with my trees, you know, my little sister, my trees is beautiful. She's always been beautiful, right? And it's like, I think they wanted to fuck with her because she fucking wore neighboring clothes and was pretty. It, like, she literally had no qualms with these people. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, and they just kept fucking with her. When I was sitting and talking to Leslie about when, when she was young, you know, like she had, she one day, like, I think her, her, I think like they, they was advised to her, like, you're going to have to fight them. Cause they keep, they, they would not leave her alone. And mm-hmm. I don't know as far as like bullying, like, I thank God, I, I haven't had that experience with, with the kids, you know, and when I, and when, you know, we have a new kid, I don't know how I'm going to handle that. But yeah. I think that, um, I would go to, if someone was bullying my kid, I would go speak to their fucking parents. Right. Like, and yeah. I would, I would, you know, but I think the bullying shit starts at home. That's what I think. I think it's just how you're raising your fucking kids or, or not, or not being fucking present or, you know, or not raising your kids. You know what I'm saying? A lot, of, a lot of times, like, you know, when you parent, you parent with intentions, like you want to be there for your kids. Like you think about your kids, you think about their insides. A lot of people aren't thinking about that. They think like, oh, you know, if I buy my kid, whatever they, my kid were name brand, um, I'm raising them, but you're not raising them. Yeah. you know you're not you probably you might not be teaching them shit or do they see this shit at home with what you do with your partner like are they seeing you get bullied right. <laughs> you know like all that shit matters and goes into the makeup of the kid you know one of the things i tell i tell my daughter all the time that she's so pretty i'm like you're so pretty you're beautiful dude but then i'll go back and tell her i said right now if you ask her i said what makes you the most beautiful person ever and she'll say my heart right yeah. because I'm trying to teach her that even though I'm telling you you're beautiful here you still have to be beautiful on the inside right. and that is that that plays a part and then I tell my son I say you're so strong and you're so smart and I said but what makes you the strongest And he's like my brain because that's, that's right. what I'm teaching you you have yeah. to be smart you have to make smart decisions and so those are two things that I keep 
saying to them over and over again and I was like chime in every now just just randomly and ask that question because I wanted to always be on their brain and on their mind that it's it's it for her people gonna say you pretty some people won't say you you know they won't think that you're pretty and that's fine it's up to whoever but on the inside how do you treat people how do you act what's your character character integrity yeah Yeah. that is what makes you beautiful yeah it is and then my son, I need him to be smart. I need him to know how to make decisions, especially in tough situations, because he's a little black boy who will be out here in the world. And I need you to think about certain things when you're in situations, because it can go yeah. either way. And, yeah. and I, I just... Um... I agree with you. And that's how I feel too. And that's kind of like how, how I go into parenting, you know what I'm saying? Like, um, it's more so like, I'd be focused on the insides, <laughs> like the goodness that you got going on because it's, imp- it's important. And I think that's where bullying comes from. I don't know, but, uh, that's my discussion for next week to talk about because what if the girl just fucking snapped? Like, yeah, she, I mean, if she was getting bullied for a long time, what if she just did, what if that was the fucking day where she was like, enough's enough? I know somebody that happened to. Now, I know someone, there's a a, a close family friend, um, nephew. He, this was back in 2007. His, the, the nephew and some of the friends was bullying a kid at school to the point where they would get off at his bus stop, follow him home like just bullying him right I wonder what what is be wrong with you that you want to do do that to somebody I don't know one day and it's sad because the person that I know was the one that was doing the bullying right he was 15 the little boy got went home told his mama they outside their house right because they followed him home she gave the 16 year old son a gun oh shit she took a gun and they went outside and just started shooting and so the um young man that i knew he died of course um did they get did they get in trouble for this the husband i i think she did um i can't remember exactly what happened to him but she did go to jail unfortunately but it was um she she had to get um help because that's what happened she snapped it was like she was tired of seeing her son go through what he was going through well that, and that's why honestly in this case i see it, i see it differently i see i see all dynamics but because in some people's eyes when the cops rolled up he could be seen as a hero because he's saving these people from getting stabbed mm-hmm. you see what i'm saying like because if you look from the back view that i saw and the way her hand was back like about to lunge in and stab that's some scary shit so well, i mean to me too because when you, the the cop the the body cam video that i saw was just the only thing i've seen so far it was when they it was like they was all just out there talking and then all of a sudden it was something happening and the one girl fell and then she was going to the other girl and then yeah she stabbed i think she stabbed the girl and then she was about to stab the other girl so it's like i think I had this conversation with Jamati and I, I don't really know. Truthfully, I don't know. I didn't look the shit up. But I think that when uh there's a lethal, like like there's um like uh like violence taking place with mm-hmm. a lethal weapon, then I think that they're trained that you have to use lethal weapon. Mm-hmm. That's that's what I think. But 
I feel like if he would have shot in the air though, right? Just let something off in the air or tase the girl. Like, I, I guess I look at her saying when she's, she's 16, like why she had to die? Well, and I get, I, I could definitely completely understand that. It's just why I say it's so confusing to me is where is, where is everything on him? Or is he, is his hand here? And he's just like, oh, let me hurry up. Did he have time to reach for something different? Yeah, yeah. In it, uh, the the young lady from being stabbed still it's unfortunate and, and again it goes back to an unfortunate unfortunate situation because someone lost their lives their life and then it's also before the cops got there how many people were standing outside watching us do this to each other like it was okay for her that part. To come to her house and we her and then we we outside watching this will but you know kelly and and we just totally off script today but it's okay I know. it's okay but it's fine no we're gonna go with it but you know what kelly the village is gone though as far uh, as like the yeah. black village because think about it back in the day if your ass is outside cutting up your neighbor could have been like girl what you out here doing like i'm gonna tell your mama you know what I'm saying like you your neighbors it was your village everybody looked out for everybody mm-hmm. now you got parents where if somebody say something to their kid the parent gonna be even if the kid is wrong like like you know if well if I would saw an instance like that right like back in the day if that was going on somebody mama would have been like what y'all out here doing y'all you know go on go on go on him now you can't talk to these kids for one and two they parents be like don't be don't be coming for my kid even if the kid is wrong like I I do not feel comfortable ever saying something to somebody's children. I think it's the, I think it depends on the situation because like for instance my neighborhood that we're in right now my kids go outside every day so the kids that they're playing with I know their parents we're talking so that if some if somebody did come over here on something like that I I'm okay with going outside and saying what what are y'all doing because I do it now to the kids what's what's going on out here because we're not playing hitting we're gonna be fair you know and right. they're young and hopefully, you know, as we continue to grow here in this home that we're in, in our neighborhood, that they grow, these kids, they grow up together, possibly that neighborhood, like we, we build something on our, on our block, hopefully to where we are comfortable with saying something. If we see something going on outside. Yeah. Cause that's where it's all this just, stuff, that's where all this stuff starts from. It's just like, I think it's just been a, it's just been a breakdown, mm-hmm. you know? And, uh, Yeah. That, that's what I really think. I mean, I think you have lack of trust, you know, mm-hmm. with people. And unfortunately, you know, I, I feel like I'm always like, you know, as Isaiah used to hate this growing up. That's why he never spends nine people houses. He used to hate this. I, I have no clue why he hated this. Cause I'm like, well, it's for your well being. We used to be like, you know, you want to hang out, have the parent call us, you know, so we can talk to him. Like, you know, mm-hmm. especially if like it's a, it's a new friend, like we don't know this person. Right. Yeah. And he used to be like 38 hot, like, you know, <laughs> I mean, to the point that he just wouldn't even hang out. And I'm like, Isaiah, it, if it's a problem with us meeting the parent or talking to the parent, now you making me uncomfortable. Now, yeah. now I'm uncomfortable because you acting like you uncomfortable. But he, I think, <laughs> but I think he looked at it from the standpoint of like, we were like, I guess, micromanaging him. He has this thing. He's still like that. He has this thing with feeling like, we're I guess dictating his life even though we're not but I'm like bro bro like you can't it's just it's just an embarrassment or something it's but he, something he, what even now I tell my kids right now you see why you the child and I'm the adult right because I understand you don't they don't sometimes I just sit back I'm gonna just see what happens you know yeah. and it's just small things in the house but I use it 
as a lesson, a bigger lesson for them to understand why you need to listen to an adult, why you need to seek out help, you know, yeah. because your child, you don't want you, we as I can't say even as an adult that I know everything, right? So I need to be able to learn from you and from other people, you know? Yeah. But as a child, the reason you have parents and the reason you have people to look over you is because your mind and your brain is still developing. You're still learning. And we get to a point at this age where I understand now when grandma used to say, just keep on living because you didn't understand what was going on when you were 13, 14, you thinking, I know what's going on. Even even 17, 18, I'd be telling my dad, his brain is still developing. I went to like 21, 22, 22, I think 23. And I'm like, I'm like, dude, I'm like, dude, um, you know, you haven't even lived life yet. Like you haven't even been in the world yet. Like I, I, I'm, I'm, I laugh in my head when I talk to him now because he's about to go to school mm-hmm. and um, this summer and uh, you know, me and Leslie look at each other all the time when we're talking to him because I'm like, he's not going to see what life is like until he leave. Yeah. Because right now, you know, he's, he know he's going to get dinner. You know, he know, he know he gonna have lights and his internet to play his game. You know, he got cable, you know what I'm saying? Like he know he gonna have these luxuries. Like he doesn't know what it feels like to actually be the one to make sure he's straight. Cause he's never had to do it. He's never had to go buy himself clothes. You know, he's, he's never bought himself a pair of shoes. Like he's never, he's never done this shit. His money has been like, you know, I want to give me a comic. Like when we go to school, he actually gonna have to like take care of himself by himself. Like, you know, obviously we, still help him but you know by himself though basically and um and we're gonna be two hours away so it ain't even like you are where we can just reach out you know and he's gonna have to use everything that we've taught him to be successful you know what I'm saying but he's not gonna see the real until he gone like like we had a conversation the other day because he's debating this this laptop situation he wants a new one he's like I'm eating a calf every day I'm like Isaiah Mind me, food bougie, okay? And this, you know, this is my child. He's food bougie. I said, child, I'm trying to tell you, you're not going to want to eat cafeteria food every day. I'm telling you, it's going to be cool for a good two weeks. And then you going the food bougie going to tap in. And so you're going to want to have money at school. You know, like you're going to want to eat out sometimes and it's okay, but you're going to want to do that. He, in his mind, he just think he know everything. That's okay, though. Listen, it's okay for him to understand, like for him not to really understand and he'll learn those experience. That's going to make his college experience even more yeah. um, exciting because you do learn, like literally you learn how to mm-hmm. adult. <laughs> yeah. And I think, I think once he leave, that's why I'm so kind of like excited and ready for him because mm-hmm. I think when he leave, it's going to click. Like yeah. he's going to be like, oh shit, like. I get it because talking to him now, I'm like, he get it, but not really because all he ever known is safety and, you know, quiet to something. So everything that you all are teaching him in those conversations for you, it's like, is he getting it? Am I talking to myself? Yeah. Hello. You know, but once he go away, he'll be in situations and y'all, your voice, Leslie's voice will come and he'd be like, that's what they were talking about. Mm-hmm. it's gonna click yeah girl when I went to school I was 17 and I did not have any type of level of support like he does like and sometimes yeah. I, I try not to deflect like when I'm like exasperated by him because I'm like brother like you don't even realize how blessed you are sometimes mm-hmm. and I try not to go there because I'm like it's two different experiences you know 
I like don't give him like deflect my experience, you know? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I, I, you know, my, I didn't have like parental support when I was in college. And so I left at 17 and I had no fucking clue about the world. And so that shit, even though like it was fun, it was great, but I made so many mistakes and just um, life lessons that I had that I wasn't taught. I had to just learn that shit. <laughs> you know, like I had to experience the fucking lesson to learn the lesson, to learn it, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Cause I never really was taught like, I really never really was taught true life skills. I had to just have life skills because, you know, my dad was an alcoholic. My mom worked and she was a working mom and she wasn't around. And so no one was sitting here like kicking game to me about life. Mm-hmm. It was just like, my mom was like, um, okay, I'm not going to be here. Uh, here's a car. I was driving at 12. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Because I mean, like, it, 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 my life's been crazy, but literally it was just like, I was forced to grow up early and I never really, but at the same time, but I wasn't grown though, if that makes sense. Like I I didn't know what the fuck I was doing, but I thought I knew what the fuck I was doing. You know what I'm saying? So sometimes when I'm talking to him, I get so frustrated because I'm like, please just shut up and just listen to what I'm saying to you. Cause you don't know. And life is hard and people are mean, you know, and they're not kind. And he's so, he's so kind and he's such a good guy. And I'm always afraid that he'll be taken advantage of because he's, he's good. Right. I know. And that's what scares me more than anything. Like, like not even like him, not making it him being naive and green. Cause he is so green. I'm like, Isaiah, people in this world are not going to always be nice to you. It's well, not reality. Hopefully, and the prayer, right, is that, like, like I say, your efforts will, will he'll he'll remember. So it'll make he'll he'll have to experience things, but it won't be as bad or what it could be because he's been given the blueprint on how to deal with it. Yeah, yeah. So we'll see, girl. But I I just it's hard though. So parenting in general. Parenting. Uh, <laughs> it, I mean it's it's just crazy but um I mean I think at this point I don't know I I pray every day I I I, I go to bed um uh, praying for that child I wake up praying for that child because I just be like Lord but I also am excited for him to go out there because I want I didn't want him to go to a uh, school in the same city that we lived in because I wanted him to actually like not still lean on coming home like you can come home right uh, obviously we're gonna go there sometimes but I think he he needed to experience like you you know I mean you came from St. Louis to Greensboro so. St. Louis to Greensboro and I used to say why do people go home every weekend because it wasn't that easy for me to you exactly know, get a flight you know people my, I didn't come from a family with money how often did you go home Oof, twice I don't even week. remember you going home I didn't I would go home <laughs> like, did you go home Kelly <laughs> I would go home once in the summer and I went home for Christmas, but that was it. Other than that, I was still in North Carolina now because of the relationships I built, I would go to other people's, you know, my friends' homes, you know, during certain, certain Easter, you know, something like that where everyone's gone. Like I was like, even on Easter, the campus was like empty. Right. But then it even got to a point where when we all moved off campus, like, you know, my group of friends that was our home we were family so holidays we we potluck holidays all the time hey whose house we're meeting this is the menu who's bringing what 
and that's kind of what we did and how but i think that's good though because i think the kids and i'm I'm not knocking the people that go home because some people like just love to go home yeah but i think that um when you actually stay and you thug it out I think that's how you really grow. And that's why I did yeah. not want him to go in the same place that we were because I knew, like, I know him and he would have yeah. been right there at the crib. Yeah. You know, he would have been right there coming to get dinner. He, yeah. he, he would have been right at home washing his clothes. And I'm not saying like he, you know, he can't do those things, but he's spoiled already. And I think like he need to see what life is really about because he's spoiled. He, we, we spoiled yeah. him, unfortunately. And so I he's, heard so much from people at school. Guess what I'm saying? I mean, girl, even down to um, living in the dorm, right? Like, just remembering, you put your clothes in the washing machine, you need to go back and get them shits before they're not there no more. <laughs> like, this, I mean, but for real, though, like, yeah. going, I went to school very green. And it's like, you know, I realized very quickly, like, okay, I need to pay attention to the washers, you know, and keeping up with what time my shit is. When I leave this motherfucker, I need to make sure I lock my shit up in his room you know what I'm saying like just little stuff like that the Um, fact that I went to school and didn't even realize that I was gonna need to like buy toiletries like (laughs) like toilet paper paper towels those things you know you know you gotta replenish soap and toothpaste but the fact that I was like oh no but like now that I'm like actually here and I'm living in Mm -hmm. it I need things Mm-hmm. So I quickly needed a job. Okay. So I was like, uh, work study me, please. I didn't have a car. I didn't know, you know, how, where, I didn't know anything about Greensboro. I had no clue. Right. Yeah. So it was for me, it was, okay, let me go get this work study job. But then that was only paying me once a month. And I had to work a month and mm-hmm. then by the second month, you know, then I would get the, so then I, the next year I, I remember like just walking up to uh, LaMail. He was the manager at the cafe. And I was like, we used to always talk to him. And, you know, I, I need a job. He was like, for real? I was like, yes, I need a job. Can I work here? <laughs> he said, come see me in January. And I went to see him in January. And that's how I became a, a, a cashier in the cafe at, at A&T. And getting paid every week, that yeah. helped me get through. Sometimes it helped my friends because the relationships that we built it got to a point where it was whoever had it yeah we all had it yeah or whoever had food that night who had, right whoever yeah. had food that night we all eating yeah. okay let's go get we're gonna go to the group with this you know once we moved our campus and everything we're gonna go mm-hmm. to the grocery store or even if it's just we are going to this dollar menu girl you know what saved my life girl mrs winters had that college special at 199 um <laughs> listen who that thing used to be heaven <laughs> so I, I i i really get that um so what what misconceptions do you think that you had about life so one i can say is that i thought that love was enough to like get through girl anything with anybody and i'm not even saying just with your companion your yeah. your you know yeah any type of friendship, relate any type of relationship. I thought that love was enough. Like as long as we love each other and we care about each other, we're going to be fine. As my friend, we're going to overcome any issues that we have with each other um, or any difference of opinion and we'll be okay. 
And just because, or this is my spouse and we love each other. So this is what's being placed in front of us. So we're going to attack it together just because of the love that we have each other. I know that you are um, a certain way and he knows that I'm a certain way, you know, things like that. So you think that you're going to automatically do it just because simply you love somebody. But what I've learned as you get older is that's just not enough. Even for like friendships, family spouses, companions, you know, relationships is not enough to just say that I love you or I've been your friend for 20 years and we're going to still be, or we're going to still deal with certain things. It's just not enough. You got to have more than that. It has to be more than just love with a person, you know? Yeah. Um, I think that's, I think that's, um, that's very true. And I actually just had this conversation like recently, uh, you know, um, because obviously I've been in a life pivot for a long time and just understanding relationships, because I used to feel, I used to honestly kind of love everybody kind of the same, you know what I'm saying? And like, and that's where I really made a lot of mistakes, especially in my twenties. Like I look back on my twenties. I'm like, I, I was always quote unquote good, you know, but I'm like, I don't even know what the fuck I had going on because like what I know now, you know, in my thirties like actually really understand like how relationships work and friendships and all that. Like I really did not have an understanding of that um, in my twenties, um, especially my, definitely not in my early twenties. And because I treat everybody, I was like doing everybody kind of the same. And then it was like, I felt like, well, I did all this for you. Like you should do this for me. Like it was just such a, um, I don't know. I thought that um, you always were supposed to like accept somebody. Right. So I know that you're the way that you are, so I should accept you for who I for who you are. But that also, but I also felt like it, that meant it was okay for certain things to be. Yes. And as I've learned, as I've even gotten older, just with myself, and you know, you're real good for trying to put, you know, read me <laughs> and tell me who I am or what I used to be. Okay, it be it's honest, and I and I it's honest because it's. It wasn't okay. It was a lot of a, a lot of things that I expected from people, um, or I. It was a lot of things that I expected from people, and I just would kind of just be. You're just selfish. I didn't want to say that, but I guess I need to say that. <laughs> like I'm like, what's the word? Figure it out. Selfish is the word. Because you I, never, you never was, you never was a bad person, like ever. Like, I never, ever felt that way because sometimes, Kelly, like, I could be having a fucked up day or just moment in general. And you were always, like, kind of, like, the mom in a sense. And you would just, sometimes, like, you wouldn't even know, like, I had something going on. Or, I could, or I've seen you do this with other people. And you would just pull them into you and just lay their head on, the, on, your, on your bosom. You know what I'm saying? But that, but that would make you feel so much better. You know what I'm saying? It's just that you had moments where when it was when you were on your shit, you know what I'm saying? Like what you had going on, like, you know, like you didn't think about other people. No, that's true. You might affect other people. No, that's, that's, that's so true. And I, and I can see that now. Um, I want to say, I I always make this little comment that Kelly Ellison and Kelly Lang, even though she's about to become a Cooper, let's not get into it. (laughs) Kelly Ellison and Kelly Lang are two different people. Yeah. Because Kelly Lang uh, uh, is a mom. She was a, a wife for a very long time and it softened me. Yeah. It opened up my eyes on the things that I needed to do 
and the changes that I needed to make. Um, I've also gotten to a point where I don't mind someone calling me out for something, but I would like the relationship to be um, reciprocated. Like I want to be able to tell you, like we'll have a conversation and I can tell you, sis, what's up? Like, I don't know, you know, but it's not one-sided. Yeah. And I, I think that I operated one-sided in my life before. And I also think people have operated with me one-sided before. And to me, that's just, that's not okay. And I think it goes to like, a, you know how people say some people are in your life for seasons and you kind of really need to find out why this person is in your life or was in your life. What was you supposed to learn from it and then be okay to let it go. And I have always been someone that held on very, very tightly to relationships and friendships. And sometimes I get burnt like that because somebody else may not see the relationship the way that I did, but there are relationships that I think about that I have with people and that I don't have now. And I'm okay with it because I know the purpose of it at whatever point of time in my life, you know, it, it took place. Yeah. And, and in order for me to get over, cause I am a, um, not a worrier, but things, I do worry a lot about certain things, but things like it, it's not, it wasn't always easy for me to let go. Yeah. And I, and I would lose sleep over it. It's constantly on my mind and I can act like, I mean, you know, moving through life, like everything's good. But when I'm by myself, I'm like, well, why, I mean, why did that happen yeah. I, I mean, Kelly, I still, I still do that now. I mean, the only, the only difference is, is that, um, you know, I go to therapy. So I, I, I have to unpack it sometimes to really mm-hmm. understand because I think, I think a lot, you know, even present day, I think a lot. And so I will spool some shit around and around and around. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes I talk to you about it. I might talk to, you know, Les about it and I spool it around and spool it around, spool it around and just keep trying to like, you know, unpack it because I, I really do care about like, especially in my relationships, I care about how I present and how mm-hmm. I treat others. And like, if it's somewhere in there that I'm maybe overlooking that maybe I don't recognize in myself, like, you know, that I could have been better because I'm not one of those, like I, um, and I think that's where I grew, you know, kind of like how you're saying you grew, like where like before, if you told me I was doing some shit to you, I, I, I probably would have gaslighted you for sure. Like I, it was no way around it. Like, I know I would probably, I probably would have been like, girl, you know, or like, you know, I ain't do that shit. Like they, they, they tripping, you know, this, it's them, it's them. It's not me. And, um, and I, so I try really hard to, you know, obviously I don't do that now, but I try really hard to even like, just see if it's something that I overlook that they, that they see, because, I was talking to somebody just the other day and they were telling me something and the whole time I was listening to them, I was just like, okay, you're telling me this and you're, you're telling me your feelings towards this. Right. And I get it. Right. But I also can maybe see their feelings because they have feelings too. So y'all both might really feel the way you feel and it's okay to feel the way you feel because you both might actually be right in how you both are looking at the situation, but you have to talk and come to the middle on what's going on. And Mm -hmm. so like, that's kind of like how I try to be like in my relationships, which has made me such a better communicator. And that's what I suffer from, which is lack of just communication. Like where like, you know, I didn't tell people sometimes like fully how I felt or 
you know, I didn't actively listen to what they were saying. A lot of us don't actively listen. And don't actively listen. No. Really, no. really, it's bad when you can't actively listen. So what I like about you and I, you know, for me, like what makes our relationship special to me, which is one of the, one of the friendships I really honored, you know, you're one of my high peoples on my list, is because it's a safe space. Mm-hmm. And I don't have many of those, like where I really feel safe to say like this to you, you know, you can say this to me. And so, you know, like where I feel safe and you feel safe. And so there's no judgment. I can feel like I can tell you anything. You can tell me anything. Like, I don't, you know, I don't pass judgment. I don't have no whatever. And sometimes I sit and say, you know, I feel like a lot of times, even when you talk to me about Damon, I feel like I'm probably more on Damon's side than, than, than <laughs> I am on your <laughs> side. So, you know, at this point, like he's my friend too, because I feel like I'm, I'm on his side all the time. And so, but I, but I, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm team Coop, I think, but, um, but that, but that's good because I don't have many friends where like I have friends and then I have safe spaces where like, I'm actually going to like tell you what I have going on fully because I don't always feel comfortable, um, really telling people like everything every little detail about me just because like everybody not always happy for you yeah and you have to be sure that like this person really is there for you and I made those mistakes with just letting people in with fucked up energy and so I'm very cautious of like even though I get on this podcast every week and I'm just like I hear spilling my guts and talking about my kid but when it comes to like my real real I don't even really even post them on my social medias you know what I'm saying like because I I you know honor that situation like my family and so I just, the energy shit, it's the energy shit for me, girl. Like, you know, when people got fucked up energy, you'd be scared to bring that shit in. You know, no, you, you're right. Because it, it, I think what's special when you can find a friendship, right? And we, you know, we had some years that we didn't even talk, yeah. right? Yeah. But, and it wasn't because of us, but right. we, we didn't talk. But when you can find a friendship that, even though you might tell me some stuff that I don't want to hear about myself, <laughs> I could tell you like, what, girl, you know, I don't, I don't agree. What you mean? Can you explain this a little bit to me? Or I might come back, you know, like yeah. some hours later or the next day. Like, so when you said, did you mean, you know, Yeah. it's not an argument. It's not, I can still challenge how you feel about something, even if it's your own situation or whatever, I can still challenge it. And it doesn't create a disconnect with you and I. And right. so that's how friendships should be. Relationships should be like, right. I like always a, a companionship and a friendship or a relationship with like your family or sisters. They all are really wanting, you know, the same, you know, yeah. it's just, one of them, you can break my back and love on me in a different way. And another one is just, you know, for, you know, you're just my friend yeah. and then this is my relative or my family, but, but you still have to, because you're dealing with people, you still deal, you still should deal with people the same. Like we, we should be, I mean, Damon and I talk about it all the time. We do not see eye to eye on everything. So we're a normal couple, you know, right. that go back and forth sometimes and argue. But I think the beauty in our relationship has been that we do try to listen to what, what the other person is saying. And we do try to gain some type of understanding because it's like, because sometimes we both are looking at each other like, what, what right. are you talking about right now? 
but I'm not, I'm not going to treat him differently or he's not going to treat me differently. We're going to figure out he thinks about it this way. I think about this situation that way, especially like parenting, how we yeah. were just when we were dealing with two different people mm-hmm. and two different parenting styles. Cause he's a, he's an old school cat. <laughs> he right. is very old school when it comes to parenting. I'm like, we need to talk about it. And yeah. I want to hear what the child has to say. And it's like, what for him? It's like, what? but we have a lot of conversations about parenting and then we have to find a middle ground on how we're going to parent together as well as co-parent because they do have a father mm-hmm. that is in their life, you know? Yeah. And so we have to all figure out how to be on the same page. But if we, if we can't listen to each other or understand each other, then it makes it harder. And, you know, sometimes it's harder for me and they, their biological dad to communicate on what should be and shouldn't be versus me and Coop. But that's what makes our relationship special. That must be- yeah, definitely. I, I definitely think either that just looking at y'all and just, I mean, obviously I talk to y'all, y'all friendship, y'all have a base, you know, mm-hmm. like y- y'all actually sit and you and enjoy each other. Um, I was showing Les y'all pictures from the vacation and it's beautiful to me when I see y'all together, because one, I think Damon has a beautiful smile and um, the way he is just so just like, he just lights up. Like when he is around you in the, in the pictures, I mean, he smiles so big, you know, it just seemed like he is just, um, just overjoyed to be with you. Like if you really, I mean, both of y'all, like you really genuinely see it, you know what I'm saying? And so it's like, I can't even imagine, um, I can't even imagine arguing with you in general, but even, even when y'all like first started dating, I had to be like, Kelly, um, you, you sound now you sound a little crazy. Um, and just for you to just don't, don't fall in your shit. Like don't get in your head about this situation just go with it, you know, like, because I could see it then that this really could be before I even knew this, y'all even be engaged and going in marriage. Like I could see that like, he really seemed like a really, really amazing guy. And you know, you tell me all like, hey, yeah, you gotta unpack your shit, <laughs> yeah, so Seriously. that you can accept. Because you kept waiting for the ball to drop. I was really about to cry, like right now, and I got it together too. <laughs> yeah, really. yeah, yeah. Because I didn't believe it. Yeah. I'm like, something's gonna happen. I know some bad is going to happen, so I'm not even about to. You know, I need to protect myself. Yeah almost like I was going to go back into this mindset of uh, protect yourself at all times so you don't get played and you don't put your feelings back out there. And it was just kind of like, we were supposed to just kick it. Um, It really wasn't supposed to be what it is now. I didn't think initially, you know, and the connection and the chemistry that we share, um, I was just like, what is happening? And I'm, you know, you start thinking about what everybody thinks and the fact that, you know, you know, people are like, you should give yourself time, you know, in between. And I even had somebody tell me, I don't even think Damon's gonna be the one. You just need to kind of just kind of just be by yourself for a minute. And it's like, I didn't, I, I didn't know. I didn't know. And as the time went on, it was, it's been great. 
it was great. And I, I didn't know how to handle that because I was so used to, I had, you know, my ex is not a um, horrible person. Right. We just weren't good in a relationship together. Right. That's part of that. Love wasn't enough. We loved each other. You know, I still care for him very much. You know, we, we were friends for a very long time before we ever became a couple, but equally yoked. I think when you and Elena and I um, recorded together one time, we kind of touched on that, that whole, you need to be equally yoked does not just mean he do he believe in God. And I was naive and that's what I okay. thought, you know, cause you didn't know I thought that, that that's what yes. it was. He believe in God. I believe in God. We're equally yoked. And I never had someone break that all the way down to me until I was in my marriage. And I'm like, no. So equally yoked also means, okay. Do we have the same mindset? Do we have the same grind? Do we have some of the same things in life? Even if it's, he wants this and I want that, but that path to get to what we want, are we on the same page with that? Do we know how to work hard? Do we know how to, how to, um, survive? There's so many people out here in the world that just don't know how to survive and they get stuck in situations and in and, and, and a point in life because they don't know how to get out of it. Right. Because they're not willing to do the work to get out of it. If right now, okay, I know that this man that I'm with right now, if we need anything in life, if we go through anything in life, he's not above doing whatever it takes to make sure we're okay. Yeah. I, he don't mind getting uncomfortable to make sure we okay. Yeah. And I'm right there with him. Damon, <laughs> Damon was um, smiling at me one day. We were moving out of our apartment to our house. And I tried to put carry a box spring to, to, the, to the truck. And so he looked like, because... We had movers from the apartment to the house, but we were taking some things out of the storage to bring over. Um, and then the movers were coming to load up the truck. But either way, I'm I'm in there and I'm grinding, I'm working with him. And he was like, the fact that you just out here. And it wasn't, I wasn't one of those people who who were like, Well, no, I'm not doing that. Right. My man can do it, you know. I think. For him in that moment, the way he looked at me, my homegirl said all the time, she like, the way he looked at you, it was just kind of like, yeah, I like her, you know? (laughs) She can get out here and grind with me. And I think that that's part of being equally yoked with someone. And I didn't know that before. I didn't. I didn't understand that. I thought that the love that we had for each other was enough that we could conquer anything. Because you hear people say that. Because you don't know. And so, and and that's everything you said is true, right? Because I think all that shit fucking matters. Because when you start being in them shits, being in these relationships for years, okay? <laughs> and and you start hitting these experiences and and Lord knows, I, to, I talk to um, my sister and Jumanji about this all the time. I just kind of drop nuggets, you know, because they're about to have a kid. And it's just been them since they were 18 years old, okay? Right, right. And now, you know, my tree's about to be 34 this year. So it's just been them for that long. And I'm like, when that kid come, that communication really, really has to be tight. And also 
uh, how like y'all time together with each other. Like you cannot mm-hmm. forget each other because it's so easy to do. Les and I made that mistake. You know, we really uh, had issues in our relationship around parenting because we were so hell bent on just just doing everything for for Isaiah you know like we were and, and Jasmine like we were so hell bent on all of that that we forgot about each other each other Ugh, you know yeah. and it, you know we really that really was mistakes that we made so when I talk to my sister now like we're her about to have a kid you know I'm always like make sure that you guys even though like, they have a good relationship but I'm like make sure you guys just don't forget each other um, and make sure you have open communication always and so when I look at you and Damon and just when you have conversations y'all have a lot of communication with each other y'all actually sit and actually talk to each other about things that's going on like how you feel and and that's why I honestly think that y'all are going to have a successful marriage I really do because you actually actively listen you want to understand each other you seek understanding I it's like, like a wall, remember? I, I, girl, I, I know. Uh, mm-hmm. I know. But that's why I told you the other day when, we're, when me and you were just talking, I was like, Kelly, girl, like from when I first met you and I met you when I was 20 years old mm-hmm. and now we're in, we're in our 30s, you know, you are completely different. Like you're still the same soul, but you, your growth and just you as a woman, you know, definitely having kids. I think when you had kids that made you that's when your selfishness started leaving because mm-hmm. I feel like it's different when it's just you but when you have somebody that's watching you and you have somebody that you have to shape how they treat others and their soul well it makes a difference you know what I'm saying and so I and, and the sad thing is some people don't change but then the people that actually really care about their kids will because like I'm a bonus mom right mm-hmm. and you know, I was there, I've been there since Isaiah was like nine, 10. And for me, that role, this has been one of the most important roles of my life is being, has been his mom, because, you know, how he view me and what in, he sees what you're doing. He sees how I treat Les and he sees like, you know, how we treat each other, you know what I'm saying? And how I treat others and how I treat him, you know? Um, and sometimes it was challenging, but it's, it's always been easy for me to just talk to him and see how he feels and just listen. And he actually was my, he's been my purpose, but he's made me have, he started my pivot to where I wanted to be good so I could be better for him. And obviously less, but in turn of all of that, it made me better for everybody because it made me grow up, you know, like just my communication style in general. You know, like I can't just cuss him out, you know what I'm saying? And blast off because I used to be crazy, right? So, <laughs> so you I know, one of that. the one of the the um lessons that I had to learn in a really close friend of mine told me this. Um when she she used to always say as a parent, because I used to be confused about being a parent, right? On certain things and how to see things and what to do, because I couldn't necessarily explain my method, um, but I can now more. However, uh, a friend of mine, she stated that um, when you trying to teach your child how to live outside of the home, right? She said that and it really stuck with me initially. I was just like, That's, that still doesn't mean that the way you do things is the way that I wanna do things. And we would have these different types of conversations. I had to, I used to try to control 
how everyone else treated them though and how they talked to them and how they did certain things with them but that's unrealistic right yeah because when when I think about my friends saying but what about when they leave the house everybody's not going to take the time and do the things that you do to get them to understand they have to still know how to respond to a question when someone asking them no matter the tone no matter you know and even though I don't want to I don't just whip my kids just because like smack them every chance I get I just don't do that I do believe in consequences I just don't believe that the consequence always got to be me putting my hands on you right and you don't want to normalize well how you communicate to each other like if you know now I'm frustrated so in in turn when you get in adult relationships you know it's okay when you frustrate, you just haul off and slap somebody. <laughs> I mean, you know what I'm saying? I've done that too. Okay. Now we but I've done that. Yeah. I'm in a different place now. Either way, I uh I started like even with like my mom, my mom is still very old school. You know, you get older, you get kind of set in whoever you are. Yeah. And I was like, well, they need to have their own relationship with their grandmother. How why are you trying to control the relationship that they have with her? One, I know she's not gonna hurt them, even though I say, Mama. You, the way you talking, I don't always agree with it. But the man down the, the the little kid down the street or the person down the street is not gonna be you know talk to them the way their mother talks to them. So as they deal with these different things, I still can teach them how to um, understand it and how to deal with it and what's make sure they understand what's okay and what's not okay. Yeah, but they have to learn how to deal with different type of relationships. So that's one of the things why I had to step back and let like Damon. Um, I don't let him hit them, you know. But he can't. They have a relationship. Like right. they know he's going to talk. And 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 Riley is she's you know she's a little bit more mature than Junior, so she can you can talk to her and she get it. Right. But Junior, you know, you might have to take some things away from him for him to understand it. Right yeah, and, and boys are just more, you know. It's different. These boys. Yeah. I used to always be like, oh, I want a boy. And now I'm like. I was going to say, as girl, as women or girls, when you're growing up, you, you know, you always hear girls say, I want boys or mm-hmm. I want a boy. And I'd be like. Yeah. Yeah, rough. It's, it's hard. Rough. It is hard. It really is. Because mm-hmm. uh, as a woman, like, um you don't always understand because you're a yeah. woman. And so it's yeah. like some stuff I don't even be understanding. Like I have to ask my guy friends and ask Jamonte, like, I don't get it. Like yeah. we literally just had a scenario the other day that like, I, I don't know if I talked to you about it or not. Like I literally was calling onto the Lord for a moment <laughs> because he has his cap and gown pictures tomorrow. And he has this thing going on his facial hair that he's, yeah. <laughs> I think, and I think this is a manhood thing for him, you know? Mm-hmm. And I had to get understanding because I'm like, but you need to get a hair. You need to get that cleaned up though for this picture. You know what I'm saying? And it's just like, I don't know. Like, I, I don't know. Like, I'm like, this child going to be at school like a caveman, but I feel like if that's what he want to do, okay. You know, but why are you up in here? We want you to clean this up for this cap and gown picture that we paying for. Right. Mm-hmm. And so it's just, and he's 18, you know what I'm saying? And we still having these conversations. Why are we having a conversation about getting a shape up for a cap and gown picture? But see, when we, when we were, when we were young, you know, I was having this conversation with my sister. I'm like, my mom would have never, ever let us not come correct for no school picture. Like, never. Mm-hmm. And it's just like these new, this new school, these new school kids, it's just like, he's just looking at us like we are just taking away his, 
I don't know, like his <laughs> right to be an individual. Like I have no clue what's happening right now. And it's just, it's just times are just different. And so I think um, how you're saying Damon's old school, like that's how Leslie is. She is very much uh, how she raises, she basically tries to parent how she was parenting. I keep telling her, I'm like, Les, but you can't. Because you, I don't think you can parent like that anymore. Like we very much was like, our parents told us what to do. They never even told us why. Why? Um, <laughs> you know, what? what's the purpose in this? What are we going to learn from this? It's like, granted, it probably was purpose and lesson in it. Oh, yeah. But it was just like, you just going to find out this purpose and lesson whenever you find this shit out. But you need to go do this, right? Like, like my mom, like, Never let us sleep in. We always had to get up Saturday morning, Sunday mornings, we know, Sunday morning church, Saturday we had to get up. And I hated that shit. But as an adult now, I feel lazy if I sleep past nine o'clock. Like I get up every morning, but but it helps me. And just being on my grind, like it helps me because it's like, I get up, I get shit done. Like like last week, Liz has slept, I don't know how long her ass her ass was in there, right? And I, maybe she was tired, right? So I'd let her be. I, it, doesn't, it doesn't make me feel a way that she sleeps in. Mm-hmm. I had already gotten up. I recorded my episode. I'm I'm drinking some coffee. I done edited it. I done posted the shit. And she's still asleep. So when she got up, I was like, oh, I did all my shit for, you know, I did all my little, you know, stuff I need to do. And I'm done. Like, I'm, you know, going on to the next. I think I was sitting there playing a damn game or something. And, um, but that's how I am. Like, it helps me with just accomplishing shit because I get the fuck up, but I learned that shit just cause my mom made us get the fuck up and get to our day. You know what I'm saying? And so it's easy for me to get up. Isaiah hates that. I do that to him. I don't make him get up. Like we had to get up. We had to get up like eight, like before eight o'clock. I make him get up, um, by, uh, well now since he's older before he used to be 10 now, now, cause he stays up late and I know he does. So he has to be up no matter what by 11. I think you're lazy if you're still in the bed. You're not gonna, you're not gonna be, cause I'm not. So yeah. you just not. So I make him get up by 11. And um, he hates it, but he'll appreciate it one day in the future, yeah. right? Yeah. And so that's how parenting is different though, because like, I'm like, I more so talk to him as to why I, I feel this way. Like, I'm literally like, you're a man and you're not gonna be a lazy man. Like you're yes. just not right. Like I tell him why I want you to get up, go ahead and get started with your day so you can keep it going. Why are you in this bed? Leave out this fucking room, go for a walk sometime and stop being fucking lazy. Get out of the house because these kids nowadays, like your kids go out. So that's good. Like they're active, but these kids, when they start getting older, they get on these video games and they be in that room all day and you can't sit in a room all day because you will start to get depressed. It's just like being in prison and people don't realize that like you cannot do that. So I'm like, get the, c- c- come on out. You can even come sit in this living room and, and look at me, right? Like he comes out there when I'm in the living room, he'll mm-hmm. read his book, but come out of your room. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so Liz is more like, it's like, she'll tell you something. And if say, and he doesn't say why, but say he says why. She'd be like, cause I said so. That's, you just can't. You That's just that can't. old school. Yeah. Like you just can't, but see her parents um, basically told her, what she was going to do. Like Leslie wanted to go to school for something completely different. She got a scholarship to A&T for computer science. Her daddy was like, yo, as is going to A&T for computer science, cause you got a full ride. That's what she went to school for. She didn't want to do it and see that I don't. And, and she regrets it. Like she didn't to this day, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, she's like, yeah, I should just do what I want to do. I think she wanted to do, um, uh, something with, um, something with fashion. 
but that yeah. is her passion even still. And I think like, and so with him, I don't want a parent like that. Like, I'm like, what do you want to do? Like, what is your passions? What do you want to do? Like, I don't like, honestly, Isaiah should be go to school for engineer. Like that is his, that really is truly like what he's really into, but he don't really realize it. Like mm-hmm. the dude sits and reads like physics books and like, just because like, and, and he's very smart, mm-hmm. but he, he, his passion is writing. And so I'm not going to push on him to be like, this is what you should be doing. You know, yeah. like I think with life, he should experience life and figure out like he should do his own journey, not what I want for him. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? But that's <laughs> the difference between old school parenting and, and new school, because it's just it's a difference. It is it's definitely a difference. Um... We also understand mental health, too. Like we also have conversation about mental health more than they did. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm looking at my mom right now. I'm like, girl, hun, please go talk to me. She never will because up in- it was a it's a stigma. They, right. I was gonna say they grew up where you know you didn't talk about Mm-mm. what was going. You didn't talk about what was going on in your so house. The- <laughs> you didn't right. talk about what was going on in your house, honey. Outside of that, motherfucker, like right. So. And it's but it's okay too, and it's important too, mm-hmm. and so. You know, I'm, and it you doesn't know. make you weak. And that's why I tell people, even now, like when I mean, obviously, I'm I'm a therapy pusher. I know. Mm-hmm. Yes, I am, because we all should be talking to somebody in general. And and sometimes people don't. People really don't have safe spaces. Like they don't realize. People don't realize. Like they have a lot of toxic relationships with people. You know what I'm saying? And you think these people is is for you and all that shit, but like they're not. Because I'm gonna give an example. Say. I'm talking to somebody that's in a fucked up relationship about my relationship. Well, they might sit and be like, girl, leave, leave them alone because they in a fucked up situation, you know? So they give they might give you some fucked up advice. Mm-hmm. And so it's not always good to just be like, everybody's not always, you know, on the same page that, that you're on. And so, um, I don't know. I, I, I think when it comes to that generation, they view it as they view therapy as like, you know, you're crazy, something wrong with you, because that's kind of how I was presented back in the day. And it's like, it's not like I go to therapy sometimes just to fucking talk. I have therapy this week and I'm just going to go and talk. And, you know, and that's, and that's pretty much what I do. Like sometimes I might not even have anything going on. It's just a matter of like, just having a safe space, space just to, you know, have a conversation. Uh, Damon and I, we go to, we, we um, go to therapy right now as well. And Somebody probably would say, what? You guys think it's good therapy? But no, we do because we don't always see things the same. And we want to always know how to communicate through what, you know, different situations that come up so that we stay in in the space that we're in if with that, you know, but also elevated, but also that we continue to have this, this certain type of a relationship there's an idea that we want our how we want our relationship to be and in order to do that we have to nurture it right we have to um it has to matter enough to where we seek out and you know advice sometimes mm-hmm. it's friends you know i have an accountability partner group that we get together and we talk about what the hell is going on whether it's a relationship um whether it's a, a situation regarding relationships, business opportunities, um, work, just period. You know, right now there are some things with my current job that um, 
I'm having to talk myself through every day just yeah. to do it. Yeah. And it's only one aspect. I, I enjoy what I do, but there's one thing that I'm like, oh, I don't want to do it. And I need to do it every single day. But what happens is I make it harder for myself because yeah. it's, it's a delay in it. And then I have to get it all done. Right. Why, why are you operating like that? You already learned in life that that doesn't work. You've figured it out, but sometimes it could affect what's going on between in my household. So then we might need to write that down and bring it up when we sit down and talk to Miss XYZ. Yeah. Her name, you know, so she, so that we'll know how to deal with things and it's yeah. okay. But we do, we go, we go once a month right now. Um, eventually it'll transition to marital um, yeah. uh, counseling. But right now it's just therapy sessions for us to talk about different things that come up. And we're right, he's good at writing stuff down. Um, I used to say, what's she writing it down for? That means it's a serious problem. You're like, let me remember to bring this up. But no, it's really just so we can know how, like literally, how do we deal with this? We don't see it this way, or I'm not understanding what's being said. And I see him a meme today where it was like, um, uh, and it was a, using an animal, but it was like the animal was making a certain face because it was like this <laughs> the, the moment you realized that this was all a misunderstanding because right. you, you misunderstood something. And usually that's what happens. It's just a misunderstanding. But if you don't have the tools, then you can't see it. Exactly. And that's, and that's what, but that's what I tell people. Like that's basically what therapy does. It gives you the tools because you know what it is? Like when it's very hard to be around people and date or and even just have a relationship with you, not even just dating, but date too. When you've done work, it is so hard to be around people that haven't done work. They haven't done, you say that all the time. Because yeah. it is. It is like, what is going on? Because like when you made the statement earlier about like your friendships, where we are in life, like why are you arguing in friendships? Like why should you be raising your voice in general? But why should you be arguing with each other? Like like I could never imagine, I don't, I don't argue with any of my friends. And if, I, if we get to the point that we like that, I, I'm going to evaluate this for a moment because like, why are we arguing with each other? Why can't, I, why can't we communicate with each other? I had a friend for a very long time. Like when I say probably one of my longest friendships and, we, and I lost that friendship. There's been a couple of times that we stopped talking throughout the years, but this time it was just like, I was like, okay, with us not talking anymore, um, I think that this particular person um, thought that they had, they were, they, their intentions were good, right? But I felt like I've been manipulated over the years when I look back over it now, um, because I feel that whatever this person thought about my life, mm -hmm. if I didn't, it was a conditional relationship. Okay. I, we can be friends if you operate this way and that just doesn't work for me because I'm who I am and as long as I'm not bringing harm to you and your home yeah then what is it you know yeah. so but it's okay for you to have your opinion but just because I don't agree with your opinion and we can talk about it if it turns into this massive thing then no I can't, I can't be a part of that. And anymore. why is it? You know what I'm saying? Like that, that, that's my thing. Like, I'm like, you know, the stuff that I'm into, 
I don't think any of my friends are into the same thing that I'm into. Like I literally, I mean, I have some maybe, but not really. No, I have some, I have some, I have a little reading group, but I mean, for the most part, like I sit, read my books. I love to eat food and I love to play my video game. You know what I'm saying? And most of my friends are nothing like me. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, and I like to talk about my feelings all the time. And, and, and it's, and, and I get, and we all get along because I think we all are at a place where it's like, we just, I can't imagine arguing with my friends. I just, I just, I don't get it. Like, I don't get it. Like if, if somebody had an issue with me, like I wouldn't even, I don't even understand. The- well, the problem is the thing is though, having an issue with something is going to come up when you're dealing with relationships because you're dealing yeah. with everyone is different. So everything we is, it would be uh, like living in a bubble. If you thought that we would go through life and we never disagree upon something but just because we disagree doesn't mean it has to be an argument i need to respect right. how you that's fine but that don't mean i have to agree with it that don't mean i have to like it and if we can talk about it and i can express how i feel you should be able to express how you feel about the situation and then i at the end of the day even if we never come to a common ground we still have to just have respect even though i might be like i don't like the fact that that's the way it is but that's her let me let her be her over there and then we'll be okay but right. if we can't get past the conversation that's the thing that's the part that like right. what do you do if we can't get past the initial conversation you come to me and you tell me something right hey kelly i don't like that you i don't know what well i can use this as an example back in the day she said this particular friend said to me i don't like uh that you smoke weed okay I know that you don't like that. Okay. Right. So, but I'm not going to go to her house and smoke weed. When she comes to my house, I respect her and I don't smoke weed. Right. But I'm still going to smoke weed if I want to smoke blunt. Right. But at one point that caused a rift in our relationship. Well, why? But you're not doing it in her presence and you're not doing it around her, but just because you did it. Because I did it. And then sometimes, um, I know one of the examples used was that sometimes if we were going to go do something, she might want me to like ride with her. And I'd be like, I'm going to drive my own car. Or even if it was like a couple things, I'm like, well, we're going to just drive our own car. Well, because we might have smoked. Right. You know? Or something like that. And she's like, well, that that affects the dynamic because we can't ride together or do certain things. But we grown, child. Right. Yeah. See, that's silly. I mean, even if I wasn't smoking, if I wanted to ride in my own car, I could ride in my own car. And I get it. But sometimes if it's me and you going to do something, it's just me and the girls, maybe I'll hop in the car with you. But right. you ride with your man, I'm going to ride with mine. Right. You know? <laughs> but it's okay that you feel that way, you know, because that's how right. she feels. Take that from her. But we can have a conversation about it. And if in that conversation I say that I don't agree, it shouldn't be an argument. Right. Right. That's the problem is that it's like so i need to accept your the way you think about things but you can't accept the way that i think about well and you're compromising because you're not even sitting there like doing it and doing it in her space and also even when she come over you're not doing it while she's there in the space so it's like if you what you do in your personal time should just be what you're doing your personal time right or what about or or what about when you know at one point of me and damien's relationship my divorce wasn't final and that's just me being completely transparent and open and honest about that, right? right? But I wasn't with me. And but you were separated. We were separated. We were yeah. living together and we were just going through the process. Well, 
I was told by um, a friend that they didn't want to like hang out with us because they were married and technically I'm still married and my divorce isn't final, but I'm with Damon. So it should be understood that they don't. See, I can't even explain it because it don't make sense to me because it ain't like I was living at home, like still trying to be in a relationship with right. my ex. And sneaking with Damon on the side, and I'm like, "Yo, me and my side piece about to come through," because yeah. then that would be a problem. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I get that, but me and him, we live together. We together. This divorce is happening, and I'm going through the process. But you got a problem with that? Why is yeah. it a problem? <laughs> when you told me that, I thought I found that to be so. Um, when you told me that story, I just found it to be so weird because, but you know, the problem is because people, people judge other people's shit. That's what I'm saying. Like it's, it's too much. Mm-hmm. I mean, when, 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 when Damon came in the picture, I didn't, I didn't have no judgment with, with, with any of it because I knew that you were getting divorced. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I mean, it's, it's whatever. Like when I, when I met Leslie, Leslie was married. Now we didn't, now we didn't talk at all. Like we didn't date. We didn't talk at all while she was married or, or while she was even getting a divorce. Like we, we ended up, you know, after, but I feel like when I met her, I had feelings for her, you know, we were, we became friends, but if I, and I respected the space, but it's like, if I would have probably tried or went there, maybe that could have happened. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But Honestly, I was more so just afraid in general. Like I didn't even know uh, how to even navigate the space. And I was afraid to even get into a relationship or if I wanted to get in a relationship. But it's like she was separated. You know, she got she she was married when I met her. She got separated and she was living by herself. It's same scenario. She was living by herself, like they were still married, and then they got the divorce and all that. But I mean, she was dating, like talking or, or entertaining people or whatever, because she was separated you know? And some people feel like you're still married until you get divorced. Right. So I get that concept. Cause some people feel that way. Like you're technically still married till you get divorced. Like you, you know, until it says, till it says online divorce, but I feel like as people, why, why do we judge each other and what people are doing? Like, and it's no disrespect to your, you know, your ex ring like that, but like you were miserable. Right. <laughs> and so it's like, as your friend and you see but that yeah. somebody is getting some happy, why can't you just support the happy? Right. You know what I'm saying? Why, why we're turning the happy space into a negative. Right. Because at that time, it was just what it was, you know? Yeah. And, uh, you're miserable. Uh, it's just what it is. And so it's like, if you're fucking unhappy, you know, for me, like I more so will, will want you just to be fucking happy because you I deserve it. And I stayed in that space for so long. Yeah. And Kelly... Mm. just me knowing you and when I when I came into your life like you know uh in our early twins like we struggled in school you know what I'm saying though so it's like I've been in a trench I've been in the trenches with you and then it's just like you know just seeing you know us popping in and out like throughout the marriage and all that stuff and all of that like I know some of the stuff and so it's just like just actually seeing you be happy Mm -hmm. that's all I care about and I don't and, and and that's why you know hey Damon Hey, we're still in the middle of podcast. I thought y'all was done. I'm, I'm about to. I'm gonna lead us on here so that they can know that um, I'm Team Coop. <laughs> 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 team Coop. 
but um but we have been talking forever but so let's just finish it by um just talking about since we're on this subject like right now like clearly you're experiencing a life pivot you know you ever since you clearly have been in this space you've got a new job a new home you about to be married next year um whole bunch of shit do you think do you think that this is something that you manifested so honestly um it's weird right I don't I don't know I don't know like I feel like at one point in my life uh I used like when it was just me and I'm in North Carolina by myself I used to manifest everything in my life I felt like everything that I spoke of it just happened and whether it happened, you know, immediately, whether it happened, it took a while. It was just like, I said, this is what it was going to be. I said, this is the life I wanted, right? Yeah. Um, I'm still trying to remember their things when I was going through um, a depression, right? Yeah. I'm still trying to remember some of the prayers I prayed. And sometimes I think I was praying for that situation to get better yeah but when I have this the the prayers of God show me what I'm supposed to be doing show me how I need to kind of get out of this situation show me if if it's, if it's this if this is not where I'm supposed to be show it to me you know yeah. and then I couldn't see it was I was I was I asking was was it this life that I'm in now but I didn't know it. I was thinking it was let's make what the, the situation I'm in better. Yeah. But it was really like that, that was holding me back mm-hmm. from continuing to be the person that I feel I was destined to be. And even right now I still have my own because it's, I, mean, I stayed in a place for so long and yeah. it changed certain things about me on my grind and how I did things. It's things right now that, you know, that I want to do and I still haven't finished it I started and I put it down you know you know what I think it is though what I think I think sometimes you have imposter syndrome what is it imposter syndrome it's like you'll sit and and be like I can't do this like you'll talk yourself out of it like I think everything all of your ideas that you have right all of them I think are really good and that's why I keep pushing to be like, Kelly, you need to do this. You, you need to do this. Like, you know, you have your own show coming out soon. And I'm like, you need to, you need to, you need to do this. But something in you stops you. And I'm trying, I've been trying to figure out. It's imposter syndrome. Why I do that to myself. A lot of us do it. Where does it come from? All of, all of us have that. Like, even the most successful people still have moments of doubt. Like, you just have moments of, like, you know, where you just, everybody has it, but you have to kind of create something to where you keep pushing. Like, I'll give you an example. I do my show every week. I believe in it. I love it. You know, I love the support that I get from it, but shit, when I was going through stuff last year and like all of us was with COVID and stuff, it was so hard to sometimes do this show, but I know I believe in it. And I know that if I keep doing it, I'm going to get better 
and it's going to get better and it's going to continue to grow. And that will, will push me to just be like, no, do your episode, you know, mm-hmm. instead of just being like the voice in your head is like, girl, you tired today. Don't yeah. record. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so it's easy for all of us to kind of like do that. And you're going to have to just find something that's going to be the motivator, like the pusher in it, because you get busy and you're a mom and you're a fiance and you actually enjoy your fiance. So yeah. y'all actually spend a lot of time together. So it's hard sometimes just to curve out like your personal time. Mm-hmm. Totally get it. I, I go through that all the time. You know, like, yeah, it's going to sound really bad. So I know Les going to be like, girl, but I love solitude and I love at night, like reading my book. And I have this position in bed where like, I, 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 you know, I got to reach for my wine. So I got to be able to reach for my wine on the nightstand and I position my books. So I actually lay kind of like with my back to her while she's watching TV, but not intentionally. It's just like, I'm situated with the book. Mm-hmm. And just recently she was like, and she never told me this. She's like, I hate when you do that because I feel closed off from you. Mm-hmm. Like, and it's almost like, and, and I never realized I even was doing it, but it's almost like I make a small little bubble. Mm-hmm. Amika bubble in this bed with her and I was like dang you know I never realized I did that like and we've been together all this time and she never told me that but it's little mm-hmm. stuff like that though like you know I don't know how I got into all of that I don't know where I went with this and how I got into this Mika bubble but the point <laughs> that I'm making is like y'all actually enjoy each other so I think sometimes how your stuff get kind of pushed off is because y- you actually are intentional with spending time with your kids and your and your and your family and stuff yeah and there's nothing wrong with that like, I actually love seeing that, like, y'all will put on music and be jumping on a trampoline as a family. And you don't see shit like that all the time. So it's beautiful, though. But you talk yourself out of stuff, too. I do. You I do. It. I do. For a long time. Okay. So, you know, I've been, I've wanted to do my own podcast for, I don't know how many years at this point. Yeah. Um, But part of it was I was afraid of, um my family hearing some of the things that I would say and how I would talk about it. Like I'm a very sexual person. So sometimes I want to talk about sex and I don't want anybody to feel any way about it. Or I might want to talk about, you know, things that I, I endured growing up. Right. And, and how it's affected me in life and how I feel like sometimes, um, just period, right? Yeah, Not yeah, even to go into yeah, all of that because yeah. that's another show for another day, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I, you know, I, I'm a, it's like, I always think about, but, you know, I don't want to come off disrespectful to my family. And I'm getting to a point where I, I just, it's not, I don't care. But not that not, I don't care. Yeah, yeah. I just, but I it's not, I don't, I don't personally view it as disrespectful and I'm going to say why. Like, because I get on here and I talk right and I try to sometimes still just be mindful but like I'm sorry but this is my experience and you cannot you can like sometimes my mom right and we we don't always see eye to eye because I had to tell her just recently my truth now like sometimes Mm -hmm. she make in her mind her truth I don't know where her truth come from but it's in there but I had to tell I said mom but this is my this was my experience with you this was my experience with you so you might've felt like you were doing whatever, but this was my experience and you cannot tell me my experience. You can't, you, you, you can't. Now you might not have meant for that to be my experience or for me, for me to be hurt, but I was, right. and we can talk about it. Like we're, oh, I'm, I'm an adult. We can talk about it, but you, you can't, people can't take away your experience. And that's where people like the adults in our lives, 
it's like they have guilt obviously like i mean no parent is perfect like it's gonna be some shit you do to your kids that like you're gonna have to unpack with them later like because you think what you're doing is right right now and it might be something they don't agree that's just that's just life right Mm -hmm. and people just have to understand like that's just your you know your reality and so even with my show i use this shit kind of like as therapist myself I, i sit i talk and i try to be respectful of like you know like not going too far as or whatever but I honestly every episode give my truth and it's just what it is like I remember when you told me about how you felt about your podcast and even if you want to talk about sex stuff and I still laugh about that because I'm like you're a grown-ass woman with with children and you are afraid to talk about sex because you don't want your parents to be looking at you but that was cute though because I'm like girl you're a whole live grown woman. And I'm like, I think they know that sex probably takes place. I mean, it probably does. <laughs> out here getting it, okay? <laughs> but you just got to figure out, but imposter syndrome is, is common. More mm-hmm. common than you think it is. I'm going to send you a link on this when this is over, but more common than you think it is. And you're going to have to, you might be a person that need to write a checklist and really stick to the things that you say you're going to do and really have a checklist and a guide all the way to completion. And you need accountability coach. I'm trying to be that, but you don't always listen to me. You don't always listen to me. It's so crazy. I was just talking about that today with another friend of mine who sometimes I think she probably just gotten a little frustrated with me. Like I'm not going to keep telling her because she out here, she's a very entrepreneurial spirit and um, uh, mentality. And she would just go and she'll do things. And I think, you know, she, she's like, you, what are you doing? Yeah. You know, it's a, it's, I mean, between the pot, my, like my potential podcast that I want to do. Yes. And then, um, our shirts. Yeah. I, I've had a, a website for a shirt for shirts for over a year. That's why you need to finish it up and, and get it and get it and get it going. But it's your, it's the voice in your head. That's fucking you up. I'm telling you because it's, it's things that I have had brewing too. And I've just been kind of tired. Like, I mean, now I feel a little better now that like we're settled in. Like I finally have a home that I can mm-hmm. actually stay up late if I want and not worry about affecting other people, you know, mm-hmm. but um, it's the voice in your head. And I think that you might be a person that need a little more organization. Yes, I do. Yeah. You know, I'm going through a leadership training right now um, at work and that's one of the things I put on there is learning how to organize my life mm-hmm. so that I can get everything done that needs to be done. Like I tell, I, I've, I stay busy doing things, you do? but like I said, a lot of it is also just the enjoyment and the spending time with my kids. But I'm thinking about how I need to add certain things to, to, to their plate as far as, you know, getting back into coming out of COVID and trying to get things back to normal a little bit, get, you know, they play basketball, but my daughter wants to dance. She wants to to play the piano. I want us to do family swimming lessons, things like that. But I need it to be like, I need a calendar with everything on it. But then we need to- But I feel like that's what you need to do. Like you need to, you, that's what you're going to have to do. We had to do that with Isaiah in his room. He has a calendar that he, uh, one of them dry erase calendars that he fills out with all of his things that he's involved in, all of his stuff that's, that's coming up due. Like he, and he's one of those people that needed to, he, he was not functioning without it. Like, mm-hmm. cause he jumps from one thing to another, to this, 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 he all over the place. 
And once we started doing that, so much better. Like, because he, and he does the checklist on his phone. Like he has the little, the little, you know, how we got the checklist on the Apple phones. Mm -hmm. And he does that because I'm like, bro, like clearly, you know, some people, you know, can't always just, just do, you know, they need a, they need a guy, but I'm like that too. So that's how I know. Cause I, I write notes all the time. Like for me to create content every week, I literally, when stuff popped in my head, I have to constantly write notes to myself. I constantly, you know, am thinking about this show all throughout the week, like, you know, we're creating content. And so, um, you know, I have to kind of not neglect certain things. So it's hard when you're trying to, one, you work a full-time job. And then when you're trying to do something, you know, extra, you know, you have to put a hundred percent into that. Um, Because I definitely think like, when your show comes, I think it's going to be amazing because like you are really amazing in this space. Like you always been good in this space, but you have to, like when I tell people about creatives, right? The people that's successful and the people that won't be successful. It's just the truth of it. You have to believe in yourself more than anybody in the fucking world. Like you have to know your shit is the shit, you know, even if your shit might not be the shit, but you have to, you, but you have to feel it though. You have to put everything in it and you feel it. And if you believe in yourself, if you, if you believe in yourself, you, you will be successful. It's that simple. But the ones that sit and be like, oh, you know, oh, no, you know, or give some half-ass shit, like you're going to get half-ass response. Right. You know what I'm saying? So you already have it. You just got to just finish it up. That's it. So we're going to hear from, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to touch back with Kelly in regards to this. Yeah. But, um, this was good though now clearly this episode um uh we just went with it and this is this was just uh, i feel like today what you got really truly was truly how me and kelly conversations kind of go and um so you know since it was organic and we went with it i just went with it so i didn't share uh my black excellence of motivational monday i did want to say for motivational monday though so i could throw it in at the end i just wanted us to revisit our goals since we are talking about goals, Kelly, where we are, you know, we're about to go into almost in May. So you're five, almost five months into the year. Where are you? You know, uh, if you're falling off from your goals, just still time to pick back up this year. I'm doing my reading goal and I've been doing, I have goals for the pod. And so I'm trying to get stuff accomplished. And so, um, that's where I'm at. And, uh, so just recheck your goals. You still have time to get some of these yearly goals out things that you wanted to accomplish so that's what I had for motivational Monday now Kelly did you want to add anything you want to tell people where to find you or tell people what you have what you have coming yes okay so this is part of me because pushing because me me talking about this right now should hold me accountable so stay tuned for a case five it's the it's our it's our podcast Coop and I Kel's Coop but um, we're it's called Case Spot. It's just going to be really a relaxed place to come, and we just kind of talk about any and everything that's happening um, in our lives at the time. I we do like to use ourselves as examples, um, and hopefully, we all can like learn things from it. Um, but then it's just be a, a good, cool kickback place, and that's why it's called the Case Spot. But then you also can look out for our T-shirts which um, our t-shirt line is called K-isms. And our motto is you can say it too, because it's basically things that we say on an everyday basis, but it's just because it's 
our way of saying things, it doesn't mean that the next person can't say it as well. So you might be wearing our, our shirt, but you feel it. You feel the, the, the same because you <laughs> say it when you come in, in, in two different situations. So those are some of the things that we are working on and we've been working on. And, you know, at this point in life, it's time to be intentional on, yes. um, kind of getting it out there because I always we always say like intentional is our word for our relationship that's my word of the year intentional (laughs) those are um two babies of ours that we have been talking about and working on on and off and it's really time to put it out there to the world yeah so k-spot is coming soon yeah and, and it's really good stuff that's why I'm like girl just just do it I'm going to send you the link to imposter syndrome though, because I am, I am, but everybody kind of has it at some point. So, um, but this was good. I'm glad you came on. I'm glad we sat and, uh, and talked. Um, You're always one of my favorite people to talk to. So um, we pretty much went all around the world on this one, but uh, I also want to um, let you guys know, don't forget to follow the pod, subscribe if you haven't rate the show. Also Um, don't forget to go and do that as well. You can find the show on SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, pretty much everywhere you can find streaming. You can pretty much find the show. So definitely um, follow and subscribe. Uh, we are getting close to 10,000 listens. So I want to you know, thank you guys for supporting the show, listening to the show. Definitely um, tell a friend, tell a friend. So you know, definitely put it out there and share. Um, but I do appreciate the support. Um, I've been doing this for almost two years and it's been, um, a grind. And I remember when I first started doing this, I was afraid you could hear me shaking, shivering and quivering, um, when I started doing this, but now it's just such a passion of mine. I'm just so appreciative to you guys. And so, uh, don't forget to follow me on social media. You can find me, um, on Twitter is IJMT podcast on instagram is at it's just my thoughts underscore podcast and if you ever want to email me be a part of the show is igmt podcast at gmail.com um like always i thank you so much for listening it's mika here and i appreciate you